Welcome. Welcome to the Cosmic Mother Rising Show. I am Aurora. You can find all information about me on the risingphoenixaurora.com as well as all my channels, Rising Phoenix Aurora. I am a spiritual evolutionist, quantum galactic, Akashic reader, or hypnosis and um, past life regression. I'm also the founder to Aura Hypnosis Entity Removal. And I am the author to Galactic Soul History of the Universe book series, which we have book. We have a new book covers. Yay! Book one and book two. Go check them out under Amazon. I have them also in Barnes and Noble and so on. Thank you. What an honor. Wow. So we have um, Laura. Do you want to say hi? Yes. Hello, everybody. It's Laura Eisenhower. And I am a researcher and author and intuitive medical astrologer and a international speaker. And uh, I'll be publishing, or my book will be out in March called Awakening the Truth Frequency. So very excited about that. Um, I could find the cover here somewhere to show everybody, but I, I, I probably will find it um, maybe at the end. And it might take a little bit to find here, but it's great to be with you today, Aurora. Yes, such an honor. Wow. Um, I look forward to us, our episodes every month that we have. And just to give an update, you know, what's going on around the world? How do we maneuver through what's going on around the world? And really just sharing love and hope and inspiration and disclosure, truth. As you all know who have been watching, we know we, don't, we do not shy from anything that needs to be addressed most, most beautifully in assistance for the collective. So thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Um, make sure you follow us on, on our platforms. And yay, wow, Laura, that's incredible. Your book in March, huh? Wow. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's been a long time coming. It's just really been hard to get this information out. And I think it was put on hold because I found so much new information that is so necessary to share in the last year or two. So I, I I just see it all in the right kind of timing. But I just get a lot of people um, talking about our show and, and people that I've referred to you that have had incredible experiences. And we talked recently about a lot of people asking you, which I think a lot of people are curious about, how do you stay balanced? I mean, here you are, or here we are, not in the 3D. We have consciousness that is above or beyond excuse me and uh but it can be very hard to maintain and what do you do to maintain balance because i think we find balance it's easy to slip out of it it's easy to drop down um not necessarily in a lower vibration but maybe in that feeling of empathic overload or just feeling a lot of sensitivity to all that's going on i mean how what do you do how do you kind of maintain your balance oh there's so much that takes in to maintaining the balance but it begins with sacred alchemy like if you understand first of all the matrix and the simulation and um you know some of what the ascended masters left behind for us the sacred teachings and how we are the ascended masters in the now and we've figured out we're in a matrix and we've also figured out you know the cabal the illuminati the dark forces the dark aliens so once you come into that awareness and um it's about also not falling into deep sometimes um, distracting rabbit holes, I guess you can say, where they just pull you in into all sorts of um, matrixes. 
So it's about maintaining balance in all ways, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and also, um, you know, physically. We are all so different, all of us. And it's about listening to our body. How does our body feel? What are we doing? And um, what, is, what, is, what are we doing that feels right? What, what are we doing that doesn't feel right? And really honoring when something doesn't feel right. And it's about, you know, I teach how to use your third eye, right? How to remote view. But it's really about how to use all your senses and the knowing, the feeling, and allow for these to maneuver as your compass. But the number one thing that I um, understand is that we talked about this in the past, but the Visica Pisces and how the tutor world viewing and how we are in this third dimensional that has the AI integrated into it, right? And then we have the fourth dimension, which is the bridge of, of like you could say, the hand assisting others to step into the fifth, sixth dimension, which is above organic, the original organic blueprint. So to answer that, how do I maneuver with that? I stand very strongly here at the fourth dimension, holding, say in many forms, holding both worlds in my understanding, in my um, uh, existence here on earth for this uh, process of ascension. And I understand that the inverted is there, like, you know, things like the war, um, uh, attack on children, and uh, there's so much going on with the inversions and distractions and illusions of earth, right? Because they're, they're trying to create these things that are illusions of the false archon artificial intelligence we talk about so i understand all of this all this is really happening here right it's happening in the third dimension but then i also understand and very strongly hold strong sovereignty where i say i understand that this entities are real whatever all this is real right but i'm at the center and i'm going to hold the space so that we could keep bridging in for example for this image here the fifth sixth dimension organic blueprint so yes i understand that this is real and you know the illuminati and all this stuff i understand that but you don't exist in my world because in my world i'm organic so is my my existence here on earth i am the vessel is organic no attachments love all attached to none and every part of me is organic so therefore i'm going to operate within organic fifth dimensional and higher energies source of light divine mother divine father but I'm also going to be very aware and understand that there is this, the third dimension there, but I strongly do not consent to you. <laughs> so this is how we bridge in that light from the fifth, sixth, we bridge it in. And that's how some of these things like, you know, what was it like a month and a half ago, people were kind of freaking out about, they were saying they were going to return the TSA bans and the flying stuff and the, you know, you have to take the the jab to fly around or masks they were going to you know return them in the schools and so on and i said to to our viewers it's like this is not going to happen not this time but we have to hold that light so just like the visica pisces we have to hold the organic blueprint and say we don't consent to that even though we know it's there so yeah i mean it just really wants the the dropping into the fear and if you allow me to share screen i can uh share something um but before I do that, just to continue finishing your thought about all this, yeah. You still there? Yeah, still here. You yeah, yeah. So so continue on, right? So so you yeah. really yeah feel it's not going to happen. We do not consent. 
We both got the sneezies. <laughs> we do. Holiday season. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely not. I mean, they said it was going to happen a month and a half ago. We're not seeing it. Um, but yes, you could go ahead and share the screen now. Awesome. So hopefully that comes in clear, just the picture. And this has a lot to do with the male-female balance. And uh, when we look at the eighth and ninth chakra, beyond the seventh chakra, usually when we start to move into this zone is when the psychic attack really increases. So I feel that the ascension timeline for humans is to move beyond the seventh chakra system because there's a lot of implants. There's a lot of energetic cording into the seventh chakra that keep us from activating, you know, the galactic, which brings us into uh, our ability to galactivate and identify with multiple awarenesses of star intelligences, other identities and lifetimes, which is where you operate, Aurora. <laughs> And, uh, and assist people. Um, but I think, you know, what really happens that can create a lot of defeat and make it very easy to be plugged into or um, infiltrated on some level is that there is so much psychic attack that increases when you begin to move into that zone because the logos, the, the seven chakra system has been very um, infiltrated, uh, just, you know, kind of messed with so that we keep looping and we don't, you know, move beyond. And because we have chakra systems and dormant DNA that helps to open up stargates or as a part of feeling into the times we're in, where these things are opening up, the sabotage, the psyops, the targeting and attacks can make a person feel very defeated, drop down into fear. All of a sudden you find yourself digressing and hooking in again to the inversions when really that was a time of initiation and moving through that difficult density or layer of attack to get to the other side, which I feel we're experiencing as a collective and in our own individual lives. And that's why everything ramps up so much. And so when we look at these psyops coming in, we have to also see that this is a very profound time for us to advance ourselves. And so they try and create something very huge in those moments to turn us in a different direction and drop us into fear. So we have to look at when that is happening from outside of us, that something profound is happening within us. And if we can stay aligned with it and not consent, like you said, um, we begin to override it and overcome it because it's like the ultimate like obstacle uh, that we have to learn to leap over instead of hit our heads against and misunderstand it as um, you know, something that we should fear or give our power away to. So they're trying to stop us from achieving this because they'll lose their food source and what they're wanting to feed upon and how they're going to manage the earth population in a way that serves the next level of their new world order agenda. But if we can look at this and the integration of polarity and the importance of that and what that begins to activate and how that changes the physiology of our plant, uh, of our physical body and how that corresponds with the planet, the physics are different and we can transmute and alchemize and de-weaponize the weapons as long as we can continue to move through it and not allow it to um, get the best of us. And to me, the greatest weapon is against the mind and our belief systems. So I just wanted to share that. What are your thoughts? Absolutely adore that. Yeah, I love how aligned we are because I just actually finished finish teaching a galactic akashic reading class yesterday and the chakra eighth nine is something that we teach as well and it was very strongly uh felt it on the earth especially within the last couple eclipses that this chakra is more pronounced and has leveled up and activated so we could really feel that 
um, chakra eight and nine, which is definitely located more on the higher um, chakra. So really outside of our body in many forms in our higher auras. Um, love all the information you had there and everything that you speak of, Laura, is just um, absolutely beautiful. And <clears throat> exactly. So when we tap into especially like the eighth and ninth, we're really tapping into the heart of Mother Earth and then the heart of Mother Earth, which is Divine Mother Sophia heart. And then at that point, you're really, once you tap into her heart, which exists at the core, say the north of where the aurora borealis comes out from, that's her essence that comes out, her aura, her heart. So once we connect to that energy, then we're actually connecting then to source heart, the, the womb of the infinite creation of our beingness and um and when we start doing that then we start then of course activating all that you mentioned the dna the our organic blueprint and we gotta go we have to go back to the original blueprint right so the majority of us came in in um times of mu lumeria you know before even the fall of atlantis and we originally came in in a crystalline body in a chrysalis a pod a chrysalis though it was made out of crystals and then within these crystals we had our original blueprint before the AI came in, like, okay, um, you know, some of our tasks and what some of the um, ways that we were going to enjoy ourselves here on Earth. So, and also some of what we were galactically, as you mentioned. So, because the, the, the more we grow and we remember our galactic origins of wherever we are at, whether it's on Earth or beyond, the more that we grow and activate that DNA that lay dormant that lays dormant in many forms but if we go back to the original organic blueprint and dna that we came in forth before the ai came in and we start really healing self-healing that working within um all that we speak about really right through cosmic mother rising show um then we could start having the growth that we are profoundly looking at and a lot of these children who are coming in you know angel babies um they're just uh, amazing um, their abilities is just, are, are just truly incredible in the ways that they're just far beyond us. Um, so, so that's what they're coming in. A lot of these babies nowadays, they're coming in with more of the original organic blueprint of their soul that has not been as altered. Hopefully, you know, the parent hasn't got the job or they've hopefully healed that before they have the child. Um, but yeah, I, the role of the children is just uh, gigantic on earth. And so but when we talk about the children we always always forget about us the infant little baby that came into this earth and when we were that infant little baby how much that little baby needed to densify to come into earth oh yeah and especially in the third dimension when we descended to the third dimension and how much say trauma we had to go through really just being in the womb being birthed and then choosing to come forth and all the you know a lot of expecting mothers have so many energetic attacks physically psychically you know because they're trying to attack the womb the child that's in there i've seen so many so many clients you know that have had this and how they work through that you know some of them lost their babies before they even talked to me and then got you know pregnant again so it's just about that protection and holding that space just like that physical pisces it's like i understand that you, that you dark aliens whatever want to do this but i'm gonna be over here holding the space of love and again you don't exist in my existence oh, yeah. <laughs> but i know you're there <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean it's it's wild i think we have so much awareness when we're born 
a lot of us, I mean, I felt into the Sophianic corrections and just the bigger picture of the healing work that needs to be done on this planet. And it doesn't mean that that's going to be easy because that is the very thing that's targeted the most. And so with a bit of amnesia that everybody's born with, it's easy to forget, but for some it's the trauma, it's the not being seen that makes it difficult for others. They just get really like caught into the programming or the ancestral patterns, the patriarchal program, the negative alien agenda that's constantly trying to conquer and divide us and keep us from coming together in a unified way because the unity part is how we begin to help switch on these dormant strands. The integration of polarity and the finding of that inner blueprint within ourselves is how we begin to switch this on. So it challenges everything that we're being taught and everything that's coming from outside of us. And not everybody's willing to go deeper. Uh, they can roll their eyes at it or just just kind of laugh it off um, because what comes through the television and what has been passed down to them or what society is encouraging, which we're seeing with the indoctrination programs in our world today is what people are going to glom onto because it's part of the reward system and punishment system that, oh, you'll be an outcast. You'll be punished. Um, you'll be uh, misunderstood or projected upon or insulted if you don't go along with it. And uh, so it takes a very brave soul to honor that knowingness when you're born and you know so i think yes there are advanced souls coming in but I, I hopefully it's about the courage and bravery to embody that template because i think a lot of us have been very aware of it being born it's just a different generation that we're kind of bushwhacking and and like providing a easier trail for those that um are, are struggling to get on it but it's more an activation than anything and uh and that's kind of what you and I both do and what we talk about. Um, and we both do different kind of work. Of course, I work with the Zodiac and astrology and you go deep into, you know, the, you know, hypnotism and the Akashic records and, you know, all these, you know, different ways to just really just breathe life into just the things that have atrophied or gone dormant. That's always there. I mean, it's a part of who you are. It's nothing outside of yourself you need to believe in. It's something within yourself that you can become um, reunited with. And it feels like home. And it, it's just incredible. And when you do that, it changes the vibration of everything around you. And uh, so it's very different than these seven chakra cords with like maybe a guru or you need to read this and learn this. And it's all outside of you. And so many people are still wrapped up in that. And it's in so many different disguises in our world that it's easy to be, you know, fooled until you begin to really see what's going on inside. Because this imbalance um, can be corrected when you recognize this healing process is a love story within yourself, that you're breaking the agreements with anything um, that doesn't honor the fullness of all that you are and the process of giving yourself unconditional love, which we need to give to each other to really bring the true essence of true source into our world not the inversions or lower creator gods that are very much at odds with each other i mean talk to us about that when we look at timelines and your understanding so deeply of galactic history how through religion and all these different ways to kind of conquer and divide that it's coming through a spiritual path called religion which really doesn't feel that spiritual when there's not this unconditional love or, or unification process. It's very much about my way. And if it's not, then you're this, you're that. I mean, wh what do you have to say on that? <laughs> oh, yeah. At that point, religion gets so dark. Um, you, 
And we know that. So, I mean, we as I'm going through require, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. As I'm going through and I'm, uh, spoke, I've spoken about the Antarctica Tartarus series I've been speaking about. I realized that a lot of these timelines, like, you know, they say, okay, like, uh, the Chinese dynasty was in, you know, 300 BC, or, you know, I'm just making up numbers right now, but, um, you know, the Egyptian was in uh, 200 BC. So it turns out that since all time and space is really just in one pocket of space and it's all happening, there wasn't like these different eras. Really, all these eras were going off all at the same time, even like Yeshua. We're seeing him not coming to 2000 years ago. That's a lie. He was actually, why would the collective remember him like he was just here last life? You know, adore him because he was just literally here a couple hundred years ago. So, you know, in the scenes and the teachings and the Tartaria, like the scenes had like this just amazing, like when I channeled the scenes, they showed me how they could literally just float. They could fly. Some of these children could actually float and fly. And that's why, for example, Yeshua could walk on water. And this is just a couple hundred years ago. So Tartaria, they were close to the Tartarian times that we talk about. Um, so my goodness, I'm channeling. So what did you, was your question? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I had a flying dream last night and it's been a while. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, so cool. but, but, but I kept having to pull this plasma out of my, like, like it was, to be mm -hmm. in that field of energy when I dropped back down into the lower density, I had to, I was pulling Ooh. things out of my, it was really weird. Okay. No, I was asking you about, yeah. but I'm going to take it to a bit of a deeper question. Yeah. You're talking about how mm -hmm. uh, bringing in unconditional love doesn't mean that you allow nefarious dark forces in, but you can unconditionally love them from afar, understanding the deeper galactic history, how these beings have been compromised, trauma-based mind control. They're probably running altars, most of them in these, you know, leadership positions that are pushing this globalist new world order agenda are, um, how the religious programming isn't just those that have been caught up in those religions. It's, right. it's, it's something that people are still holding in past life memories that even if they say I'm atheist or this and that, there's still like a program, a person can say, I don't believe in this and I don't submit to that. I'm only going in this direction or I'm a truther in the disclosure community. It's amazing to see how much these programming still operate, no matter how much a person thinks they're free of them. Because you would think that uh, if a person really was, we'd be seeing a lot more love, unconditional love and compassion. That really is the Christed Essene way. You know, the Essene gospel of peace is all about the mother too. And it's just amazing how lost this has all been. So I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, wow. So, you know, it all really religion began after Yeshua's passing. That's when they, you know, created uh, Christianity. And then from Christianity, um, you, you know, they really distorted. And you know, we know he, they took the Bible, they distorted his teachings, and then created all these different brackets of different religions that they could separate the races with, the different color races. Um, but the ultimate thing is that all of them and the majority of them, perhaps um, Buddhism is one of the purest, but even then we're very, very cautious because um, we should not have to worship. A lot of this is man-made and um, ultimately though, it's all satanic black magic rituals. So it's hidden within religion. So especially with book two that just came out, um, they talk about the the archon and how it places itself, you know, say at these uh, churches and it's placing itself, you know, with the blood, the wine, it's really the blood of, you know, either Yeshua or other um, 
children sacrifice that it's drinking and it feeds off so basically what the archon is being kept alive by the religious and the separation and the wars with religion and it is just actually a demon behind these energies that require worship what is love requires no worship only i mean just i mean we're just love that's it right um so it is actually probably one of the biggest number one separation on earth and the distortion and the distraction and what is truly the black magic sorcery that is feeding the inverted matrix to keep us in the asleep and i could go very deep it's pretty crazy but i mean you could read book too like he has them like um anytime like a big big like event is going to come out um he has the dark forces the illuminati make these black magic rituals especially on full moons you know like um new moons or like you know halloweens and and christmas and then basically that system is feeding it to try to maintain the control over earth and then but yeah so it basically is a vampire feeds off the children's blood and it does literally like pose itself like this hot vampire and we talk about it in book two and um and it's really just not really at all hot it's just disgusting um and yeah so know that whenever something is positive or portals are coming up that they're countering and trying to figure out how to use our energy to siphon it and distract so and it number one religion unfortunately you're muted love you're muted non-practicing religious people you know still you know, go for it and 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 it's hard because when you're raising kids and they see what their friends are doing and why can't i have you know christmas like this and i mean it's just really hard uh unless you really are off the grid or you're homeschooling and you just get out of just the way the system is set up because we're born into this and to rise above it is really the path of the spirit warrior and now with chiron in Aries, in the North Node in Aries, it's very much about looking at the wounded warrior, the wounded ego, how our identities have been so wounded as we wake up, just like, whoa, wait, what, what have I been doing this whole time? And how we have to reconcile that within ourselves instead of unconsciously feel into these wounds and then act out in these personality disorders like narcissism or being a control freak or, and that's just really bearing a lot of trauma. And I just wanted to say that, um, yeah, the original texts, all the distortions uh, and the Dora Torah texts um, became the Bible, the Torah and the Kabbalah and um, even the Sanskrit sutras that have um, not really been uh, the original uh, teachings. They were perverted and edited and distorted and twisted and compromised by the Anunnaki. And uh, a lot of Kelantic science and galactic history talk about this. And I just wanted to share that the picture I showed was from Ascension Glossary. And so, um, you know, there's always a lot of truth. And then there's enough of a distortion to keep that feeding going. And when I say feeding, it's that dependency bond. And we see that with relationships where there's a dependency bond, there's codependency. And that's why people fear breaking up with those partners and breaking up with the system because the survival chakra gets lit up. How am I going to feed myself? How am I going to put food on the table, that paycheck? And so that dependency bond is such a manipulation because we've lost the ability to manifest with the abundance of Mother Earth, to grow food, to manifest things that yogis would be able to do. They could just pull things out of thin air. 
And, um, and I know, you know, you being in these higher planes of awareness and existence, you know, know that when we switch this on, the things we're capable of have nothing to do with the sort of matrix that we're existing in that we can't fear letting go of. Because if we keep up with that, we're limiting ourselves and we're robbing ourselves from what these times are pushing us to rediscover about these dormant abilities. So we want to almost be pushed to the edge and see how horrific it is instead of being angry at it and victimized by it. Like, wow, okay, I'm breaking up with you. I don't need you because there's a whole other world over here in a timeline that is all about true love and reconnecting to these incredible abilities. I mean, that avatar consciousness works with the elementals in these ancient civilizations, the way we worked with nature and manifestation of um, abundance had nothing to do with the dollar bill or any kind of currency that we're seeing today. So take us into that because you write so much about this in such a deep way. Yes. Well, I love that you brought up the Kabbalah because the Kabbalah, as I speak to Yeshua, he drew it out. It was ancient, ancient Essenes teachings. And honestly, like, oh, that that is painful to see how they took the Kabbalah. So I'll see, I don't know, I'll go like on TikTok and then people are waking up, the masses are waking up, like especially the younglings are waking up and they're being so pulled in so many different directions, which is another trapping. And then they'll, you know, they'll have a video and it's the Kabbalah and they've overstepped so many boundaries by placing like Anunnaki names on the Kabbalah, which is disgusting. It honestly makes me want to throw up. And the that, 10 spheres is the DNA coding. Of yes, the that is well. horrible. To advertise this and to promote this, that's actually part of keeping Earth us in, in the matrix. And that's actually part of keeping, I, I just can't, this is hard for me to see like sacred teachings like that to be distorted and being used like that. And there's so much confusion because now they think that the Kabbalah is evil and it's like, no, it's not. This is a scenes, Yeshua sacred teachings and you're not supposed to be treating them like that. You're supposed to honor, love and respect the teachings. This is the Kabbalah, which I just taught actually yesterday, goes into the tree of life, the tree of knowledge and how we are the tree of life. And even before there was life, there was the tree of life. The creator breathed air life into the tree of life which birthed out from a pearl which i learned from aphrodite recently the pearl is the original seed of creation and the how we're in an infinity of ocean waters and how the waters create the pearl and yeah so oh um really like heart discerning like we know that you're waking up and you're listening to it and you're trying we're so hungry right when we wake up because i know i was i was there too and it, it's like you have to trust your heart and, and feel it out if something feels like really negative like i've had people who look at that and then they start freaking out and they go into fear if something gives you fear like that where you start becoming so imbalanced and um, it's, it's not positive, even if we like, for example, Laura and I are speaking to you about awareness, but we're doing it in love. So none of this should be giving you fear, fear, it should be giving you in, instead fearosity strength and empowerment. Um, yeah, and I love all that you say. And you know, the astrology is, is quite amazing. Like, the way that you spoke about how really we were able to manifest things and see things right magic does exist. Um, and at the retreat we recently hosted in Nashville, Laura, you would have been freaking out if we would, you would have seen what was happening. So with the group physically, the sky, so we saw like 40, 50 UFO, positive UFOs because 
very clear on that and then but they were like they're not ufos they're like orbs Merkabas like lights and they're moving and shifting and they they're star consciousness moving around so what was amazing as i i've channeled Nostradamus and i'm gonna channel him again soon he showed me how um he used to especially as astrologer because he was an astrologer i think this would be really beautiful for you um he showed me how he would lay uh on the grass and he would watch the stars and the way that he would find out about his timelines the the inverted timelines because his role he said was he was going to write as many inverted timelines for the collective so that we can so we could do the work and um alchemize transmute them right so what he would do is that he would like move time and space within his third eye and he literally the skies the stars would fast forward like this they would move and then he would go to that time and then he would like channel the information of the prophecy that um, was being shown to him so you're not gonna believe that that happened to us when we were at nashville physically the entire group saw physically the stars wow. moving it was incredible absolutely incredible so it was it was also very like trippy because it's like whoa because you know normally the stars move little by little little by little we got to see and for some reason Pleiades so I feel like something's important happening in Pleiades the seven sisters the seven goddesses the elements that we talk that I talk about or we talk about the they were moving and they were spiraling in a spiral and we were just wow. watching absolutely incredible yeah I remember hearing about the Gnostics I mean like the true ones were able to do that kind of thing and like really influence the celestial bodies because of you know those aspects of ourselves when they're lit up, which is very difficult for any human to do, things like that, um, I heard happen. And I have to say, yeah. I was traveling for the last month and you sent me the most heart, beautiful videos that made my, I mean, it made it just, <laughs> no idea what it meant to me. Like she videoed uh, her whole group sending so much love to me and so much support. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced <laughs> and the most supportive. And you did it more than once. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, it was the group. It was the group. And then if yeah, I, if and, I would forget, they'd be like, oh, we haven't sent Laura the video. We got to send us. There yeah. was so and just, yeah. yeah, I mean, the the feedback of people, um, the lives that have been changed, uh, the connections, you know, bringing people to you and, and them acknowledging the work that I've done with them. It just it feels so good to know that it's having that kind of impact and it spreads. One person can spread that to so many in their frequency and inspiring others. And it just really, you know, ignites in the similar way that uh, psyops ignite something. This is the higher way of, you know, and it's coming from love. So I just wanted to say about the artificial tree of life, how that's been overlaid on the tree of life planetary grid network and how that tree of knowledge, it has been that quest for self-knowledge in order to rebuild that tree of life, which has been targeted with mind control. So when we look at, you know, the, the Kabbalah that has like the 10 spheres, the draconian imprint, the tree of death that they use in the Illuminati when they ritually abuse and they um, indoctrinate them into this really inverted belief system. They did this to the planetary grid network, messing with the stargates, messing with the ley lines, messing with the connection of the masculine and feminine on the Michael Mary lines. Um, so we're born into not just our DNA being messed with, but the planetary grid network, which can influence the evolution of humanity by the 
creation of the artificial timelines that siphon and harvest the energy that power it up. So we have to realize the powers that be don't have any power except for that which has been stolen, which is really our power to reclaim. And when we do that, it, it, it makes us a lot more capable of helping the innocent children that um, don't have that you know, guardianship in enough numbers. So, so that's really important to remember, which you advocate and stand so much for Aurora. So talk to us about that and um, what you're seeing right now on the planet, as far as um, you mentioned some things before we went on about what's going on with the children and, and take us into that. Overall, what I'm seeing energetically is that even though we all this chaos is going on, I do feel that the fear has is is alleviating, but it depends on what grouping you're looking at. <laughs> in many sense, I feel that even the people who quote unquote don't consider themselves awake or we don't consider awake, I feel like they're even more awakened than some of the people who claim they're awakened because they're able, they're not being pulled in so many different directions. Like, okay, this is this, this is that. This is, they're, they're really just kind of like following their intuition, their gut, their, their hearts. Um, but the, I, I feel that um, every day we, we work, all of us tremendously all day long, energetically shifting the collective's energy. And then we go to sleep and, and that tenfolds the work that we do when we're sleeping, you know, like that beautiful dream you had flying. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and that dream, like, you know, letting go, you said like letting go some of the like uh, some plasma and floating. Yeah. So you know, you're muted. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. really bizarre. And I was just yeah, it was like um, to get to go into that zone. And, and it was very, I mean, I, I, I that's what I was telling myself. It wasn't my dream. I don't know if that's what it was, but it was so lucid that it was really like a lot. And everybody around me was like, how, you know, how on earth did you do that? Like they were watching me and I was at a uh, conference and somebody had hacked my computer so that when the images would come up on the screen, it was, um, I don't even want to say, but it was, and there was a lot going on. Um, there was so much more than just that. And then for some reason, in all that kind of attack or weirdness, I let go of something. Wow. And maybe this is going to happen in my life here, down here, uh, that I was able to let go of something. And I just, and this has happened in dreams before, but mm -hmm. I, I was, and every time I would kind of sink down, I knew how to lift myself back up. I could adjust my speed and it was very wow. lucid. And I haven't had one like that in a while. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Except for all this stuff I was having to pull out of myself when I landed back. And I think that the frequency difference, like, like densified some of the plasma energy or the ether energy. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But. Yeah, it all, it absolutely, all, all of that makes sense. I think it's a process of being on earth and really the reach that you have for the collective and then conferences and, um, yeah, the, the awe at seeing how you can lift and float when perhaps um, others are watching you do that and um, letting go of some of those densities, but then the key surrendering, right? Because then when you surrender, you let go, then you just start floating and truly like the capabilities. So that's how I feel like earth is is, is right now. Like they're, they're letting go of these fears, just this control mechanism in many different brackets of the awaken, unawaken and so on. So, um, I do feel that the earth is getting lighter in my perspective. I feel that the organic part of earth, the bifurcation, I feel that it's getting stronger and it's getting harder and harder for them to, um, you know, con and trick people into their, um, you know, 
vaccinations and all that kind of stuff and a lot of people who took the vaccine have woken up to like hey uh you know i don't know why i did this this is crazy you know um but it goes back to then the tree of life see because see if you have if you get a hold of a sacred teachings like for example like the kabbalah and then you feed in all that dark thoughts of people thinking that it's negative then that in itself will keep the people asleep. Because see, the tree of life is the entry, the truth is that it is the entryway, the Kabbalah into all that you are because it's held in the body. The Kabbalah is in the body. So then you're adding that onto not only your body, but also a collective to believe some of these things. And then the tree of life is creation and all that is throughout the multiverse, the lotus flower of the multiverse that we are, yeah. And then if I may add one more thing, I realized um, something really, really uh, huge as I was uh, traveling. Um, so I was hosting one of the retreats and someone asks, Aurora, um, she says, so what does the blue lotus flower mean? And I just kind of say it nonchalantly, like, you know, channeling. I was like, well, the blue lotus flower is our verse. And that's why the color blue, for example, Maui is very powerful and is in many forms unpenetrable. Um, because it's the embodiment of our, of our, so the embodiment of the multiverse is a lotus flower, right? So our petal is blue. And then I said, well, the blue lotus flower in our existence means our verse. So that's why uh, if you connect to the, the healing properties of the blue lotus flower, um, it, basically she could literally take you into the verse of yourself and then into the multiverse of, of the other versions of you that can then assist you in the now. So then... As I'm saying this, Laura, can you believe that someone takes a picture of me from above and there's a blue lotus flower coming out of my my no fort, my third that eye? Surprised me. So nothing you can say could shock me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's I have a I have a picture. That's I amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh, what I, I want to see it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Blue lotus. It's a I'll tea. Load it. I drink. Oh good. Can, oh, you can drink, we yeah? do a share share? Yeah, 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 no, I drink it regularly. It. And when I drink it, I, I usually really go for it during this time because november 30th to december 17th which is coming up is a fiaca season it's about the ether energy the divine love of the mother energy really purifying our inner elementals which really helps to purify our nucleic acids in our dna which are elemental including the fifth element connected to the mitochondrial dna which helps to heal the damage of our mitochondrial dna and last year when i drank a bunch of the blue lotus tea uh my third eye opened so much that i literally like went on Facebook and I was like, watch out for the blue lotus, you know, you got to be prepared for this because it was beyond, I mean, I've done ayahuasca, I've done, you know, mushroom, I'm not going to list every psychedelic or plant medicine that I've had, but nothing, nothing opened my third eye like this, but it wasn't like I would have known it because it wasn't so much a feeling. I just remember sitting there and adjusting my eyes, kind of squinting, sort of like really trying to, you know, focusing on this without even thinking that I'm opening my third eye. My intuition just told me to do it. I've never been visited by more spirits. I've never seen so much visually. I've never felt anything like it. I, and I, I freaked out to the point where I was shaking and crying, just like, oh my gosh. And my son was like, what is going on, mom? And I'm like, well, was it the tea? And then I read about it and I didn't consume that much, but I do feel like it was because of the blue lotus. And I heard that when we open our universal like galactic chakras and connect into the crystal heart, it turns the green of the uh, heart chakra into the color of blue lotus. So anybody that's really carrying that, which you do, 
doesn't surprise me that that would come out of your third eye. And you, you know, exist with that very open as is, right? So, but anyway, I had quite the experience with that tea and I am going to get some more. I'm out of it right now. <laughs> wow. I've never experienced anything like it. And, and what I, I was like, are they going to come back? You know, and I was trying to film it. So if you look at my phone, I have um, mm -hmm. like about 10 videos and I'm like, I can't wait to show Kevin tomorrow morning. He's going to flip out if I got this on camera and I like wake up and, and I'm playing it. It's just dark. It's just black. And I'm like, okay. And he's snoring. I'm like, all right, here it is. You know, but you can see like some kind of light going like this, but you can't see the images. I mean, that's how much it impacted me and how visual it was. But anyway, and I wasn't, I didn't do anything else guys. So that, so that makes sense. Um, the blue Lotus tea, um, you know, practicing of course uh safely as we always teach um because it takes you sh straight into the multiverse and um yeah so actually i have the image here so again person's asking me the question and the person above takes this and there is the blue lotus flower coming out of my third eye as i'm having this epiphany about the reverse being the blue <laughs> blue and yeah wow and, and so wearing a blue lotus uh, flower dress. And Dang. we were at, in, in the Union Station, there was mm -hmm. blue lotus flowers everywhere. Um, I could, uh, the whole Union Station in Nashville, which turns out to be not just a train station, it turned, it, they even had like, used to be like a flying area back in Tartaria. Um, they even had like flying saucer on the there's an old sign um station airy different signs that they had all over and i'll show you uh really quick um the beautiful lotus flowers that were in this uh, union station in nashville was just um magical so yeah we're having also so just thought that that would be really important for the collective to tap into more of, of more of the organic field of the blue and its true potence Beautiful. I'm looking for the image of the blue lotus. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, yeah. Um, I mean, it's something to be careful with. Uh, I mean, I didn't really didn't have that much, but I also did have a dream elixir, um, third eye opener. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, nothing negative. Um, but you, yeah, you want to just hold the right space to really appreciate yeah. it and integrate it for sure. Okay, so this is the the union Nashville. station and there's yes there um now it's a hotel but there's blue lotus flowers everywhere angels it's just incredible uh the beauty wow. this location wow. <laughs> i could yeah oh and i saw oh. some phenomenal images of you oh my god the video and the sacred locations that you were at were just yeah. like whoa right the hagia sophia in istanbul oh, turkey is so mind-blowing i'll see if i can just pull up an image here and then oh. i know we'll probably close soon um it was just so incredible we went to peace talks i was invited to go to some peace talks that have to do with peace in the middle east mm -hmm. and um it was really intense uh, and it went really well so now i'm on the board of directors and i think i'm going to moscow in may to continue this and and it's basically the people standing up saying that these wars are not because of us this is not what we want the people need to stand up and say enough already just like we don't want to consent to pandemic masking jabs we're not consenting to this divide and conquer and this war 
uh, all these wars that we're experiencing. So, um, so hopefully that will all go well, but, um, here's the inside of the Hagia Sophia. And of course, Sophia, here's, uh, the Hagia Sophia on the outside. Wow. Oops. Oops. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that picture. It's so activating, the, picture. you know, the angel of like the Sophianic <laughs> energy and there's incredible myths and stories about that place. So I was only there for four days. It was barely scratched the surface, but it was really beautiful to be there. So wow. gosh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're carrying a lot of those uh, light codes within those sacred temples. It's definitely a sacred temple. For sure. There. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Incredible. And it's just incredible. You know, just, you know, what you're seeing, just what's right under our nose in the architecture it's so important to notice these things because in our country, in the United States of America, a lot gets torn down and rebuilt. Everything kind of looks the same. You know, sometimes I look out the window, I'm like, where am I? Cause you know, especially if I'm on the road a lot I'm like, what state am I in? Where am I? You look out and it's just a Walmart, you know, and you're just in the same freaking days in, right? You go to another country or another place. Um, and it's just so unique. So it's incredible to find those places, those historical sites that are still preserved. And to take note when you see them like you did. It's incredible. Um, the tree, too. Tell us about the tree on that retreat, that huge, beautiful tree that you were all under, the significance of that tree. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so the tree, I think you're talking about my next retreat, no? Angel Oaks tree? Well, but oh, you, it, was it in a picture. video that you saw a tree? Well, there was very beautiful trees, a couple of them that were able to survive um, the mud floods that happened there in Nashville because Nashville was um, really targeted uh, in the century before us and um, basically wiped out. And the only thing that stands is the Parthenon. Have you ever seen the Parthenon in in Nashville? Dora, have you ever seen the golden, real gold, real gold Athena? That is- I was there so briefly, I I didn't- She is the biggest, um, tallest statue, I believe- I saw you with the photo with that. No, I haven't seen that, no. Yeah, so- um, Athena, she's quite incredible there. And yeah, if we look around and we really are waking up to the fact that these, this is real and um, these buildings are real and they're, some of them are as, you know, old as um, Atlantis. But yeah, so that Parthenon is still standing, you know, like the Greek one, but that one's all torn down. This one has a force field basically that they weren't able to tear it down. And I even have pictures that they have inside of there. So that's, yeah, it's a, it's incredible the world and what it was like before to see it. See, and there she is. Um, uh, let me see what else here. Right here, she's holding, uh, this an angel, Nike. He's This angel that she's holding is six feet four. So you could understand how gigantic she is right here. <laughs> my selfie with her. So cool. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, no, I saw all those. Those are incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. So she, she, um, they do have it. Last year they didn't, but after I said, guys, that's not gold paint. That's gold. Then uh, this year when I went back, they actually put a sign that she is actually has 24 karat gold on her. But yeah, I think um, us journeying and exploring um, the light codes that are constantly being bridged over, like where you were at, Lauren, everywhere you travel, um, and the beauties of part of your dream and how 
as you travel these lands, they're also sacred and really learning to tap into the organic blueprint of the original blueprint of each of these lands can be extremely activating for us. And they're part of our spiritual growth in um, so many ways that brings forth all that we talk about memories, you know, heart, love, just it's just it's just beautiful so um yeah and then plus and then you're just carrying all these codes and then you drop it off at that location then you go to this one and you drop it off and it's just like you're just healing the earth in infinite ways i'm sure you realize in the ways that your light codes you're carrying from these sacred lands are healing the earth and shifting timelines all the time yes mm -hmm. right and yes we, we we're doing that and um called to these different places and locations and it's amazing uh but yeah, no, I really feel like in that dream, it was, um, I think when I put my book out, there's going to be a lot of attack. And it seemed like there was a concerted effort to do something humiliating or humiliate me. Uh, and then I just rose above it. And if that I'm holding in my unconscious, that's a really good sign. Cause, um, not like I really let it get me down, but I think this is what we're both trying to say, uh, in, the times that we're in and moving through these layers and levels, there's going to be some sort of attack. And, and, and I know we got to close soon, but what are your thoughts? I mean, so many unstable people that haven't really done the shadow work are such easy conduits for these energies to come through. That might've been a really good friend. That might've been a supportive person. I mean, what, what are you kind of noticing that in this bifurcation, where do you feel we are in terms of that? And, and, is is there an image that you have to describe what that looks like? I kind of have one and I'm sure it's similar to yours, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it is is a hard experience here on earth because we're creating our reality, but so are they. And not everyone can stay in their hearts and not everyone can stay pure and truly in love for others. Sometimes we, make, we can make just one really bad choice and, you know, that turns us in, in in other forms but i think um the chapter in book two is called angel babies dragon guardians and they, they're talking about these like things you know the movie percy jackson is another good example so you know when um if you guys seen percy jackson and he's in in the i think the museum and the teacher tries to talk to him but all of a sudden you it turns out that this lady that claims she's a teacher or whatever you know she's supposed to be protecting the children because she claims she's a teacher she's actually like this like demon thing that she turns into so we have to understand that some of these people <laughs> do have attachments like that now they can't they're not maybe not a full-on kind of demon like that but maybe there's a fractal of them somewhere where something happened to them maybe they became distorted they accepted it or maybe they just were abducted and infringed upon like that so it's like we have to understand the multi-dimensional levels that these that every every single fractal in essence on earth has gone through and how there is somewhere perhaps somewhere there's a fractal of them that has lived through trauma and has been um harmed and is being controlled from that version and since time does not exist and that version of that fractal for example this demon bat thing could also could also actually link into the person that's here so that's what past life consciousness working with your consciousness your memory is so important because that fractal of you could be really be influencing you here maybe you're having a lot of lack of abundance bad luck and or maybe uh you have like 
you know, hateful thoughts about people and you really just want to be good. And it's because that fractal of you needs assistance and how you need to go through that space and find them and assist them. And with love, it's just, love is the key. It's the only way to assist these other yous. Um, so really understanding how important the you is here on, on the specific earth. The fact that we are here, we are vibrating in the most beautiful way of um, sovereignty in the collective. And... Um, and then from there doing the work intensely with those other yous because in many forms those are holding you dense mm -hmm. and are distorting i love that it's so beautifully put mm -hmm. um yeah i mean and i think that's the way we need to view the so-called enemy we we're going to be in duality if we feel like we're battling something and fighting something and it's always them and they this is the shadow side of humanity that needs to help it to rise again by not feeding it by not being the lesser than by being the override frequency and inviting it to come home inviting that soul to be integrated back into the body so all these altars you know aren't so fragmented to assist people like the kathy o'brien's out there and the laura whirlies you know those that have broken through i mean if there are others like them that are still running these programs then they could be an example like Kathy O'Brien and these others that have survived and overcome and thriving in the light of God, true source, uh, in pure love and light and integrated shadow work to reclaim and integrate all these parts uh, back into wholeness or back to the original soul that we have to understand um, that this greater shadow work on the planet is going to you know, help to bring this back to the light, just like we redeem Lucifer from within. We've fallen into false light. We've been fallen. So we have negative ego traits. It might not dominate, but to do the shadow work is to raise that into the light instead of drop down into it, which is what our society is encouraging and it's all its inversions and programs. So does that kind of resonate? Do you, does that, did I say that? Absolutely. Okay. I all of that. All, yeah. Everything you say is, is, is spot on as always. Um, definitely in heart alignment always. Um, incredible, Laura. Thank you. I know we're over time. So I just wanted to tell you, thank you. Thank you for being here on this next episode. Uh, make sure you guys, uh, yeah, check out Laura's book. And maybe I'd love to hear more about your astrology, how you do your astrology, maybe next time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we could do that next time. Um, if, if anybody wants to just hear uh, just one little point that might be good for now, yeah. um, I could just share Gemini full moon's coming up. Gemini full moon is happening actually today at 116 Pacific time. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, and there's a T-square with this lunation and a T-square has to do with a lot of tense aspects all like hitting each other. And um, Mars and the moon, I mean, excuse me, Mars and the sun are particularly hit right now. Um, and uh, I mean, so so if you feel just an energy block in your willpower you feel sort of slowed down just give yourself a lot of rest just just let it become a boundary instead of a detriment because sometimes when these squared aspects come that show a lot of tension we're we're trying to um do something that the timing isn't right for we we want to raise that vibration to a level that it actually works for us instead of hinders us so if you feel like taking action and you run into obstacles you know just cultivate like a boundary or um, uh, you know, a way to just kind of work around it and um, divert your attention to something that's flowing a little bit more smoothly until it lifts. Or if you're able to override it, do it with as much, you know, love in your heart instead of anger and frustration. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, Gemini has everything to do with throat chakra. So, you know, if you find it's very difficult in this holiday time to speak your truth with relatives, which I think is why we're experiencing the Saturn square, um, and also the Mars, you know, Scorpio, Sun, Sag, and, you know, everything like that, um, is that is very difficult to express oneself when they're with family and friends. So just focus on the love. That is the most important thing to keep us all together, to appreciate the, the, levels that we're all at we're, we're at different phases of our soul journey but love is the ultimate way to ease the tensions with family members and for them to feel more confident when they need to come to you and find out what's really going on instead of feeling like you have to push it on them because they'll get there and when they get there they'll know that the love is so strong with you and they feel safe instead of you know judged or or ridiculed uh, which can go both ways. Like you're crazy and you're crazy and those kind of disagreements never go anywhere. And I think we all know this by now. So I'll just leave on that note. <laughs> Beautiful. And then sending love to the children. Uh, most importantly, there's uh, like uh, what recently happened with the young boy that got, um, I'm sure you've heard of it. I forgot his name, but um, there's like 20 kids, I believe, you know, beat him to death just over something over he was defending his friend. So we need to talk to our children about being very, very cautious. Like, yes, we need to stand up for ourselves, but also to know when we have to walk away, to know, um, hey, you know, you're going up against a situation where there is, say, a lot of people, you, it's best to choose your your battles and be cautious and uh, see what outcome you will have. Will you be, say, victorious or, or are you going to put yourself in a really hard situation where it could be dangerous? So talking to your children, um, no bullying, no violence, no, none of that, but also being very cautious when you are standing up for others to, to not put yourself in a uh, hazardous situation, you know, call for adults. Um, it's just it's so important as these children are indigos and becoming stronger and standing up. We have a lot of those children, I, I'm sure 20 of those uh, children who um, beat up this young man that um, passed away had the jab absolutely there's something going on with the jab and it's making them more aggressive and um you know doing these things so so just uh keep holding the space for those children and it is um the most challenging for children of any incarnations right now with the jab integrated into the uh, earth absolutely oh my yeah. gosh yeah unbelievable yeah. thank you so much for sharing that okay. Thank you so much. Love to you. And uh, sorry if I seem distracted, you guys. I have uh, just kind okay. of like these aggressive kind of messages coming in from and that I kind of have to sort out before they like completely interrupt. Um, and I know I can turn my phone off, but it's a timing thing with something I have to deal with. So, no so sorry if my eyes seem like they're over here and over there. I hate it when that happens, but I've, I just really love everything that you share always. It's amazing to share space with you, Aurora. Thanks everybody for tuning in and happy holidays. Thank you. Yes. Happy holidays. We love you, honor you, and respect you. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye.